And welcome to On The Right Track, the podcast that talks business, digital marketing and recruitment without the jargon. We are simply people talking to people. I'm your host, Holly. And I'm your host, Kate. Whether you're a business owner looking for ways to grow and scale, a professional looking to share helpful tips and tricks with like-minded people, or simply looking for a safe space to share the wealth of knowledge, we believe that we're all on the right track in our own way. Join our tribe as we explore the hottest trends in the biz and give you exclusive insights into what it's really like behind the scenes. From the success stories to the horror stories, nothing will be left unturned. New episodes are available every Wednesday, 12.30 AEDT time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and more. Got a question, comment or have a suggestion of what you want us to talk about next? You can submit your voice recordings, which we'll put directly into our episode, or you can leave your comment via our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and search On The Right Track Podcast. And now for today's episode. Hey, hey. Good morning. How are we doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Did you like my new intro instead of just hi? Oh, wait, I missed that completely. What did you say? Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) I'm going to do the next one. Ahoy, ahoy, ahoy. (laughs) love it love it how are we today on this well it's a bright beautiful sunny day here in Sydney well here is bright but snowing here in Japan um and actually speaking about the weather um last night I had a bit of a scare I did oh yeah um so I'm I'm just still getting my head around the fact it snows in Japan just the way you casually go oh yeah it's nice but snowing like really I, I just can't imagine that I'd be outside in the snow all day see it doesn't settle here because I guess it's still kind of sunny so it's not cold or I don't know when snow is gonna settle like I don't know what the perfect ideal snow settling temperature or weather is but no it never settles it's just there and I'm like so it snows, like there's actual snow falling out of the sky, but it hits the ground yeah. and goes to water. Yeah, it melts instantly. And I'm like, well, what's the point? You know, like you're pretty to look at, but like I want to play with you. Yeah. But still, that's so cool to look out the window and see snow. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so last night, picture this. Me and Shu, my boyfriend, are in bed and he's fallen asleep. He was like, this was like 10.30. And I was like, Shu, you've got to go brush your teeth you stink, Um, people are going to fall asleep and you're not going to wake up until like 3am. So you've got to go brush your teeth. And he's like, no, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. An hour later, so this is 11.30pm, we get woken by this crash. And I mean, nothing I've ever heard before. And living in Japan, what would you think that crash would be? An earthquake. An earthquake. So I immediately get up and I'm about to grab my puppy, which is just next to me in his crate. And I'm like, we've got to go. This is it. There's (laughs) apparently going to be a big earthquake in Japan. Um, Experts have said like since I think 2016, when I first came to Japan, they've all said like, oh, 
in the next 10 years, the biggest earthquake is going to hit the Kansai area, which is where I am. So I'm like, okay, great. Love that for me. So you're living in fear of this big earthquake is going to come and get you one day. (laughs) Every day. I'm just like, oh my God. And you wonder, why did you move to Japan if you're scared of earthquakes? Well, I'm from England. We don't get anything. So I was like, I don't know what an earthquake really is. Adventure. Adventure, whatever. Um, So yeah, I was like, this is it. This is the big earthquake. Grab your dog, grab your boyfriend, get out the house. Or I don't know what the protocol is. Probably not to run outside. Um, Probably to get under the bed or get under a table. But I was in full panic mode and Shu obviously was up as well because I was like, get up, get up. And he goes, that's not an earthquake because the room isn't shaking. And I'm like, well, what the flip was that then? And we waited and she was like, I think that was thunder. And then, <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh <laughs> because all of a sudden outside just, it, it, it was hail, but it sounded like, someone was just throwing rocks outside of our window it was just and I was like that's no that's no thunderstorm something like the world is ending what is happening and so she gets up closes the window like there's this um um shutter that protects the windows when there is like a typhoon or an earthquake or something so he shuts that and he goes let's wait it out let's see what happens 10 minutes passed and I'm like that definitely was not thunder there would have been another thunder by now and then literally as I was saying that flash bang like there was no gap in between the flash and the bang oh wow that means it's like really really close like we are in the eye of the storm and I'm like oh my god it's a thunderstorm and I'm crying (laughs) because I'm so scared like I've never been in the eye of a storm or heard thunder like that. It was not your typical thunder sound. It was like someone had gotten a pot and a pan and smashed it against your head. It was that loud and that like surprising. So I was there like crying and shaking. She was like, just go to sleep. <laughs> a good, brave boyfriend, just go to sleep, you'll be fine. Yeah, and I was like, even Ollie's not crying. Like my puppy Ollie, he's just sitting there like, What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? The world is ending. And then it it finished in like 10 minutes. We heard nothing after that. It was literally two big bangs and that was it. And I wish I got it on video, but obviously I didn't have the time. (laughs) You were too busy trying to pack a bag and get out. Literally, I was ready to run. I don't know where to, but I was ready to leave. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking of bangs, we had a big bang here this morning. Um, Oh, yeah? My kids slept in for a change, doesn't happen. And it was 7 o'clock and I was in my eldest one's room and he was having morning cuddles because he likes to have his morning cuddles. And then he's got this big picture frame on his wall and it just, I don't know where, fell off the wall. Mm -hmm. And big bang noise and everything. And we didn't really jump out. We just sort of looked at each other and went, Oh, that's not good. And then my little one comes running in screaming, there's a bang, there's a bang, what happened? And I said, oh, Chase's picture fell off the wall. And he's like, oh, Oh. I was trying to sleep in and that woke me up. And then he just turned back around and went back to bed. (laughs) I was just like, okay. (laughs) So, yeah, there was a big bang at our house. It was just a picture falling off the wall. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. Like there's a big bang. What is it? What is it? But when you say sleep in, what time 
does that mean for you? To Seven sleep? o'clock they got up today. Oh my god. See that that sounds like a good lion for kids. Whereas mm. what you were telling me the other day, by the way, it's not the same day, it's not Monday anymore, it's now Wednesday because there was a big hoo-ha last episode. If you wanted to hear what happened last episode, go ahead and listen to it. But it's the number two issue again with my puppy. Um <laughs> but yeah, from the sounds of it, they get up at five a.m. every day and I could not handle that. That's not every day. That's just on Mondays because um, that's when the garbage truck comes on a Monday. Usually, usually he's up at anywhere from about quarter past six to six thirty. But if he's tired, he'll go through till seven, maybe seven thirty on a weekend. But yesterday, because he goes to preschool, my little one Austin, he goes to preschool three days a week now. So he goes Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and yesterday when I picked him up he was a bit tired and I said did you have a sleep at school today he's like no no there was no sleeps today I'm thinking that's not right normally you do anyway when I was getting tea ready no I lied when my husband was getting dinner ready (laughs) I was gonna say wait a sec (laughs) trying to be the good domestic wife not um what's very quiet in Austin's room and I'm thinking what's going on I've gone in here and here he is asleep he'd fallen asleep after school So he must have been tired because then he went to bed at probably seven o'clock and he was, yeah, out to it straight away. So wow, yeah, I'm loving the school three days a week because he's just extra tired when he gets home. So preschool is only a certain amount of days a week. Yeah, like some kids might go five days a week, um, mm. but he go he used to go two days a week last year, but we put him to three because he's got to go to big school next year. And that'll be five days. And he still can't work out that you have to go to school five days. I said, mate, when you go to work, you've got to go to work five days too, maybe yeah. six or seven. And he's like, yeah. nah, just two. <laughs> just two. I wish. Jesus. Okay. He's gonna know, be how good would that be? A two-day working week. Whew. That'd be amazing. I swear they do that in some European country. Of course, it's not England because we Brexited out. Of the well, yeah, exactly. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> right track track. what are we chatting about today so this episode was inspired by my flunk this past I guess month and a half it's been it's been a month and a half um since I've been in a bit of a a flump and I was like okay I need to come up with new ideas and inspiration to stay fresh now I always tell my clients like I give them so many hints and tips and tricks but I don't follow them myself so I thought this is a good episode to get myself on the right track and just get myself inspired as well as the listeners who might also be in the same predicament as me and going how on earth if I wanted to make content or if you're in the recruitment biz like um, how am I going to make job ads that just stand out and make you know people want to learn more about the role so I thought this would be a good episode to collaborate on. Mm. So. I agree. And I'm just going to say it straight from the outset. I find it so hard to mm-hmm. stay fresh and content. And I don't know, I think that's that's why I like working with you, Holly, because I come up with all these one sentence ideas of say, oh, this sounds good. <laughs> and then you're able to sort of make it into something. But And I was even talking to my husband about this just last night because he watches all these YouTubes and all these people that produce content. And I'm like, I couldn't do it. Like, how do you stay fresh? And then, yeah, how do you know what people want to read or like or talk about? So 
I just love the way you said YouTubes, like all these YouTubes. <laughs> YouTubes. Yeah, YouTubers. No. Yeah. They don't they're not called YouTubers, they're called content creators. They are all influencers. Influencers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, Cause we got a caravan now and we're wanting to travel and do all of that. So my husband watches YouTube all the time about mm -hmm. all these people traveling and they reckon that it's a full-time job doing all the content and editing and this, that, and the other. And yeah, I just, I don't know. Mm. But anyway. I agree. I think it is. Mm. But yeah. I just, I don't know. I could never do a YouTube thing with our family traveling. Cause you'd have my husband driving, not talking, just <laughs> and then my kids would just be random talking about anything. Like it just, I don't know. Anyway. It depends. Like, obviously if you want to make big on YouTube or any other social media platform, then you will have to very closely follow the algorithm and know what, you know, the big audience wants. Let's say you've got mm. like a target audience of like people in their twenties and thirties. Well, their kind, well, the typical things that 20 year olds, 30 year olds are going to want to see is going to be like, I don't know, beauty if you're a woman or, you know, I'm, God, that was so stereotypical. Oh. <laughs> is that, a, oh, okay, okay. Oh, I thought there was something going on with the um, audio then, but that's just a helicopter or an airplane. Oh yeah, sorry, that's me. Yep. That's be you. A helicopter going by an airplane. Oh, okay. I was like, that's coming from you? <laughs> Did you go number two? No. It's a <laughs> I'm sure of it. I heard a garbage truck go past before, but obviously that didn't come through. No. Yeah, it's garbage for us as well. But anyway, as I was saying, that was very stereotypical of me, so apologies for that. But, you know, obviously 20s, 30s, they want to know more about, like, the social side of things, like beauty and the gossip and you know, keeping up, whereas people in their late 30s and 40s, they want like maybe financial tips. So it depends. But anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. But um, yeah, <laughs> that was me getting off the right track on YouTubers. So yeah, let's go to step back yes. fresh and getting that content. No, but I think there we go. My point was, um, whatever you want to make YouTube, whatever you want to make YouTube, whatever you want to make videos on YouTube or social media platform about, has to be about something that you're passionate with because otherwise you are going to run out of ideas way sooner than if you're following like just the trend, you know? And then that's where people have like the one video wonder and then fall off the face of the earth because it's not something that they're passionate about and they're just literally following the trend. They get the yeah. 15 minutes of fame and then that's it. You know, they're yeah. gonna get rich on that. And that's, I think, where I come back to when it comes to writing content and like what I'm passionate about and things like that. But then I sort of think, other people mm. like and then I don't know you sort of worry about well are people gonna like it are people gonna interact like there's all that sort of stuff as well yeah that's the thing even if you're talking about something that you're passionate about sometimes maybe you don't say it in the right way or maybe you've just hit the mark and you haven't quite gotten on that hot topic trend um yeah so it, it is important to stay relevant but also stay true to what you know and what you're passionate about which is why it's great that we are able to work together because obviously I don't know everything in the healthcare industry so when you give me ideas I'm like oh yeah that is an issue or oh yeah that is a hot topic right now yeah let's make some content yeah yeah hello <laughs> oh. I agree yeah and I'm yeah. just sort of I just yeah like 
talk to me about like what you say to your clients about mm. generating that content and producing that content and yeah how do you go about that well the first thing I would say is if you are in a bit of a funk like I am the thing that has gotten me through is maybe your husband would like this uh, tip is to follow the people that you are influenced by or follow mm the people who are making content that you want to see because even if they're not talking about the topics that you yourself would make content about you could take their ideas or their like video editing skills or even if you don't have any video editing skills but just things that you find attractive in content you could take inspiration from and put it into your own content so with Instagram, we have an Instagram, by the way, anyone who is listening. Um, <laughs> so if you want to follow us on there, that would be great. It's on the right track podcast. Um, each word in between has an underscore. Um, so with that, I've been telling myself, right, Holly, you need to make one post a day or at least one story a day, either one or the other. And I yeah. should be making a lot more content on that if we want to get in the algorithm. But still, mm. we've got we've got full time jobs ourselves. So, exactly. um, yeah, it's hard to keep up. Um, so with that, with reels, especially like the videos on Instagram, I've been going, OK, this feels like TikTok. So let's go yeah. to TikTok. Let's get inspo from there. Ah, this influencer is really good. Let me follow them on there. So yeah. okay. I've gone from Instagram on a reel that I've watched and I've like their content and then I've gone okay maybe I also like TikTok so I've kind of like intertwined those two types of content and got an inspiration from both of them if that makes sense yeah absolutely and I think yeah that's like following those people and, and as long as you can get inspiration out mm -hmm. of them I think that's the big point not just sort of following them yeah because um yeah. and yeah, that's obviously how, yeah, you get bigger and bigger. And just coming back to sort of those algorithms around obviously like Instagram but also LinkedIn and things like that, mm. how do they work in terms of the more content you put up, the, the higher up or like how does that all work? Yeah, so that's really tricky to answer in one general answer because Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, they all work on different algorithms. But mm. if we're talking about LinkedIn because since that's the – social media platform that we both use most yeah. um, so let's say you're producing content or you want to produce content on LinkedIn I would say ideally you should be producing one video a week and then yeah. one post a week and then even if you can um, I don't do this but I, like, I don't do this <laughs> I don't do this but you know I've got other people's um, LinkedIn's to worry about as well not just my own but um yeah uh, if you have got the time, which no one really does, or if you can outsource a digital marketer to do this for you, post every single day. And wow. that could be a mix, videos, polls, carousel posts, um, uh, article links, everything. Maybe hmm. do one of those a day, like so you keep it fresh, all the time like it's not the same kind of content every single day yeah but at least at least one video a week and then one written post or poll or something like that polls are really good for gaining traction and mm. outreaching to a larger audience because once someone 
votes on a poll, which is really easy to do. The easier something is to do, the more likely someone is to do it. So yeah. polls are really good for drawing attention. Once someone on there, your first degree connection has liked or commented or voted on your poll, that will then open that content up to their first degree connection. So mm -hmm. they might be your second degree connections or third or even outside of your connections. So yeah. LinkedIn so is how, really good. Yeah. How that works. And then I guess with the polls as well, you've got another bit of content that can come underneath that in terms of the results yeah. of the poll. So exactly. So that works. And I guess in your experience, what's been the best mm. content or I guess most interactive content, obviously the polls, but what else mm. do you find really sort of sticks and, and gets that traction and, and likes? And, and I guess another question to throw in here is yeah. how do you put a post up and then, not mm. sit there and watch to see how many people have viewed it or liked it. That's my hardest bit that I sort of judge the success of it based yeah. on the, the, the traction. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%. Um, so I guess to answer the first question, what's the kind of content that I get the most traffic on? Mm. That would be, it sounds backwards, especially when it comes to LinkedIn, but mostly the stories that are personal to me. So one yeah. of the most um, popular content that I've produced is about my story about how I got to Japan and how I've linked that in with, you know, taking that leap of faith and asking the question to my audience, what's a leap of faith that you've taken? And hmm. that could be a success story or that could be a complete failure story or, you know, a life lesson that you've learned or yeah. something that gets them involved and asks like a question that is going to gain traffic. That is one of the best things that you can do. Um, and like I said, on LinkedIn, everyone's like, oh, it's business, it's business. Um, but that gets boring very quickly and you're never mm. going to build a personal branding with just business talk. You need yeah. to have a person behind your business and that should always be you. You are always the face of the business. So make it personable. Yeah. Make it so people want to reach out and go, how are you doing, Holly? How are you doing, Kate? How's, yeah. you know, your little boys doing or something? And I think you've hit the point there of make it personal because, as you say, business gets boring. And then yeah. I sort of think about, like, all my clients and my candidates that I talk to <laughs> every day, they, like, I always ask them, like, how are they doing? Try and build that personal connection as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're always going to get another step further than you would have done if you if you asked the question of how are you or you tell mm. me about your story, what's going on with you or yeah, how yeah. has this influenced you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So mm. I guess oh yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just yeah, like that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, like how those personal stories is what makes it tick, and then then yeah, that's you come back to the whole it's business, but also too, it's got to be that person as well. Yeah, so I guess to answer your second question about like, how do you gain more traffic? I would mm. say moving forward, <laughs> if we're gonna take this into our content, because I produce Kate's content, obviously she does her videos, but I write the scripts behind them. Um, let's make it more personable. Like maybe you've yeah. got a, a story you wanna share or like what's your background behind Align Recruiting Solutions or, you know, what's something that's maybe trending like, COVID is always a trending topic but like how has that affected you and open the mm. conversation yeah yeah absolutely and then so, so I come back to probably one of the um content that we put up that 
got a lot of traction, was completely mm. off the wall because I did it at the stables with my horse, Bliss, <laughs> and just, yeah, having that real conversation of, okay, brought it out of the office and this mm. is this is what motivates me, this is who I am behind or outside of work. And I think that that got some traction too. Hell yeah, it should do. Yeah, mm. on a horse, you don't see that every day on LinkedIn. Yeah, well, that was completely different. Anyone that's just <laughs> scrolling through their LinkedIn feed, what? <laughs> yeah, take them by surprise. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, bringing that back to keeping it fresh. Like I sometimes find that my videos in the office, there's just a plain white wall. Like yeah. how boring is that? And I do like to take it outside sometimes or, yeah, do it in a different background to sort of create that, oh, that bit more oh what's going on there so 100 so I guess if we turn the conversation on its head and talk about recruitment side of things um because obviously whenever I look at job ads well I don't look at job ads anymore but in the past when I used to um they are very different about even the same kind of role in the different industry in the same industry just yeah yeah um, so in terms of job ads, job descriptions, you know, the thing we talk about the most is getting that candidate or client on the call with you because that face value is going to take them that next step. But oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with that, like talking about job ads, because obviously I'm not applying for jobs, but I do read a lot of job ads. And if you don't catch them in that first 30 mm. seconds, you've lost them. Yeah. And if you if a job ad's really long and, and we've seen plenty of those, you turn off. Like it gets too much. It's too much noise. It's too, I don't see where it fits in. But then also too, keeping it fresh by using those sort of key, catchy, attractive words. Um, and we've had this conversation before, like putting in you and like making it really personable so the person is actually reading it and they're seeing themselves in that role. Yeah. I think that's always a good thing and, and keep it fresh by being open and honest about what it really is um and in terms of I guess the job title don't make it too funky and out there and like wow this sounds awesome when it's really just a, a normal role do you know what I mean <laughs> like for example like a registered nurse keep it as a registered nurse not as a patient liaison officer <laughs> I've heard that one <laughs> or a registered nurse I'm like what <laughs> patient liaison officer like that that would not make me think I would be doing an RN job if I was a client liaison officer mm, yeah so that's what I mean like keep it keep it real to what it is and yeah that might not sort of be that it's fresh and it's new but it's realistic yeah that's, that's really thing. yeah you've got to keep it realistic so I guess I have a bit of an odd question or maybe a hard-hitting question but in the world of recruitment, do you ever find that, not that you lie through your teeth, but do you sometimes have to twist the truth or make the job sound better than it actually is? Like, how do you get around that? Yeah, I think if that's the case, and it's a really slippery slope, if you take a step on that slippery dip, you're gone in terms of making the job sound better than it actually is mm. the candidate's going to get there and go what this yeah. isn't what I thought it was um it's going to look the candidate's not going to like it and even if the candidate goes to interview to talk to the client and the candidate says oh but the recruiter told me this this and this 
you're going to burn the client off as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you've got to keep it really honest and make sure that that they know what the job is. Like, I guess, for example, I had a three-month contract role job mm-hmm. going for a little while and it was really hard to find a candidate that wanted a three-month contract. And I kept going back to the client saying, we need to extend, we need to extend because three months it's no one's going to take it and as much as they were sort of saying to me look oh it's three months but there's a possibility to extend it yeah I could have said to these candidates look it's a three-month contract but they're going to extend it now if I had said that and it got Mm -hmm. to the end of the three months and there is no more that doesn't look good for me that candidate's not happy it just doesn't work so the client did extend it out to six months which made it much more plausible and much and opened it up to Mm -hmm. a bigger market but, yeah, bringing it back to that, a good recruiter with a sales background can sell ice to an Eskimo, but you need to be honest. And if you're not honest and transparent during the process, it's going to bite you in the bum later. Hugely. And I think you hit the nail on the head with, in terms of not only losing out on a good candidate who, you know, later down the line, let's say they get the three-month role and then, you know, that truth comes out and they're like, wait, that this isn't going to be extended. They, mm. they could have been an amazing candidate for a different role that you have coming up. Exactly. You've just lost them. And then yep. the client as well is like, wait, the recruiter said, what now? Oh, we're exactly. not working with her anymore. And then you yeah. lost on a good can- uh, client as well. Oh, exactly. And then you've got to think too with that candidate, how many people do they talk to? Yeah. And yeah, okay, when they finish that three-month contract, do you want to place them somewhere else? They're not going to take your phone call. No. And from a, the client point of view, well, yeah, that client's not going to want to work with you again. So I think, yeah, as, as easy as it could be to make the job sound fantastic and wonderful, you've got to keep it real. And if that means not making that placement, I'd rather not make that placement and have that candidate than just make the placement and stuff it all up. Yeah. And it also looks good on you as well, if you are honest. And mm. you know you've done a good job. You can go to sleep at night. Exactly. Yeah, and that that's the, the big thing, I think, in recruitment, in any sales role. It, it's, you've, got to, you've got to be honest to yourself, number one, but also to the people that you're working with. And if you can't fill the role, tell the client. Like how many times have we heard or that um, the client will ring and the recruiter will be like, oh, yeah, I've got candidates for that role. Yep, yep, yep. I hang up the phone and go, oh, I've got to find some candidates now. <laughs> if you don't have the candidates, say you don't have the candidates. I used, well, when I was taking on other clients as well, I used to jump on so many um, client calls and saying like, oh, can you tell me more about your business and how you conduct your business? And the amount of people would be like, yeah, well, I get the traffic. And then I promise them candidates and I just don't have them. And I I somehow manage it, but it's that rush that I'm really struggling with. And I'm like, so you're telling me that you lie through your teeth and you want me to work for you to help you find the candidates? Mm. Nah, nah, I'm not going to work on a rush, nah. And then they're turned away instantly, yeah. I just... Even just hearing that story, the feeling I get in my stomach is just like, I could not do that. No. Um, and I know we've had some roles where the client needs them filled ASAP and has said to us, like, I want this filled in three weeks. And I'm like, look, I don't have anyone now, but can definitely start the process and, and go through. And yeah, we've delivered it within that three weeks. But I said up front, I don't have the candidates here ready to send you tomorrow. So Yeah. 
and that's just how it has to be sometimes especially mm. in a candidate restricted and limited world that we're in right now oh yeah it's tight and that's why I think too you even bring it back you've got to be more open and more honest and yeah yeah the candidate short market absolutely and I guess if we're, I'm just going to make one more thing before we sign off unless there's something you want to talk about as well why not make it a little bit longer but staying on hot topics and you know reading through or skimming through article titles and things in the news that are going on in your industry that could be not only getting you on the algorithm in terms of using those hashtags that is linking Mm -hmm. them to the news or linking you to the art or you know you link yourself to the article and saying like this was an amazing article here's my standpoint on it and then you know because it's such a hot topic people are like oh yeah this COVID situation is blah 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 and start the conversation that way yeah absolutely I think that's a great point and those hashtags use the hashtags because I remember before we started working together I never really used the hashtags but now I use hashtags (laughs) but it's the right hashtags and the amount of hashtags like the amount of people who just use like a million different hashtags thinking that they're gonna you know, make their way into different niches that don't even relate to the content that they're creating, but also it flags your content as spam and you're never going to get anywhere with it. So be careful using those hashtags, but they can be very, very good for the algorithm. Yeah, perfect. So yeah, keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Use hashtags, but not excessively. (laughs) Everything in moderation, like (laughs) chocolate. Yes, and champagne. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah um is there anything you wanted to end on or any other thoughts before we do a shameless plug no I think I think we've covered it all quite well and yeah I think just the, the main message is keep obviously keep it fresh but keep it relevant and passion and and put your passion and your swing on it I think that's the important thing 100% we all like a bit of a swing don't we yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, um, Kate, if we wanted to find you and talk about your swinging. <laughs> when I take my kids to the park and go on a swing, not putting keys in a bowl swing. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so <laughs> the best place to find me, um, social media is LinkedIn. So Kate Flippance. I'll spell it F-L-I-P-P-E-N-C-E. So all my contact details are there. You can direct message me there. Or if you want to send me an email, my email address is kate at alignrecruiting.com.au. And yeah, I'd be happy to have a chat about your recruitment needs or if you're looking for a new role or sort of, yeah, want some ideas, happy to help. And Holly, for those people that want to take that next step in that content creation, where can they find you? So again, you can find me on LinkedIn, Holly Alloway. That's H-O-L-L-Y-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y. You can DM me on there and look at my uh, LinkedIn page and company page. There's some great ways that you can get in contact with me and also links to my website, which is auroradigitalmarketingsolutions.com. Please go on there for any free resources in terms of content. I've got a really good um I think it's a 10 8 tips I can't remember now it was quite a while ago I made that but um I've got some downloadable resources about how to stay fresh with your content as well um as well as 
op uh, website optimization and LinkedIn optimization too. Um, you can also email me, holly at solutions.com as I have another free resource that I'm happy to share um, to do with how to create content and stay fresh with your content. It's an Excel spreadsheet. Um, it's got a million different tabs about posting schedules, social posting, themes and content, email marketing, Facebook groups, and all the good stuff. Um, so yeah, happy to talk content, happy to talk um, how to get yourself out of a funk. Let's inspire each other. Absolutely. And I think that's a big thing. Inspiring each other definitely helps, improves mm -hmm. that motivation. It really does. When you've got someone you can stay accountable with, it makes all the difference. Yeah. Absolutely. Great. So cheers, Kate, again. Perfect. We'll have a good rest of the day and we'll chat soon. Yeah, in a minute, actually, because we've got another yeah. one to record. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye.